0: raise your hand if you prefer frozen over fresh. Okay, I'm counting. Let's see. Nobody. Then why do some places freeze their Cincinnati-style chili? At Gold Star, we'll never understand. Our chili is made fresh daily in small batches to ensure quality. And we use our original blend of 13 spices. Small batch chili is always meaty, never watery. Maybe that's because we don't freeze it and then thaw it. I mean, we're not monsters. Gold Star.
1: En Busmobile creemos en el poder de hacer que tu voz se oiga. Queremos que cada estadounidense elegible dé un paso adelante y se registre para votar. En solo segundos puedes dar un gran paso para que haga la diferencia en tu comunidad. Descubre por qué tu voto es importante y regístrate en busmobile.com diagonal step up to vote Aprende por qué tu voto es importante y regístrate para votar en tu tienda Busmobile más cercana. O visita busmobile.com diagonal step up to vote.
2: What are you gonna do on October 31st? What are you gonna do on October 31st?
0: Here comes that white faced fucker, an asshole like no other. He's a big old piece of shit. Wants to stab your sister's kids because he's a white faced fucker. Lupus can't
2: recover. Doctor Challenge drunk again. Sleeping with your sister's friends.
1: Do you want to know about the darkness?
0: I said, God damn. God tell you! A lot of people don't know the darkness that goes inside their hearts. I said, Goddamn. Goddamn you, Michael! Uh,
1: uh, uh. What are you gonna do on October 31st? Eh? Uh, Richard? We are live once oh. again.
2: Oh, yes, yes, yes. Hey guys, welcome back to We Watched Movie. I'm Mike. I'm Jay. And this is
0: the. Raise your hand if you prefer frozen over fresh. Okay, I'm counting. Let's see. Nobody. Then why do some places freeze their Cincinnati style chili? At Gold Star, we'll never understand. Our chili is made fresh daily in small batches to ensure quality. And we use our original blend of 13 spices. Small batch chili is always meaty, never watery. Maybe that's because we don't freeze it and then thaw it. I mean, not monsters. Gold Star
2: review of the John Carpenter Joker magazine comic book. Fuck me! Yay!
1: yay. Off to a swimming start, Jim. <laughs> that's how. That's how. Uh, that's when you open the comic book. That's the sound it makes. It's a musical comic book. <laughs> what if when you open the comic book, it goes bum 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 bum? Oh God! Bum 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 bum.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, we we haven't done one of these in a couple days. Actually, that's why we said we're daily, almost daily. Halloween update podcast, uh, but what happened was uh, we're really only going to do this Monday through Friday, you know, well, uh, as much as we can. But uh, it's been a it's been a, a big early week for us. Uh, first, I forgot to give Jay the comic book, so that held us back a day. And then uh, last night we filmed, and uh, my three year old has a the flu and uh, or a fever, and it's been a fucking shit show, man. It's been a fucking shit show. And last night we did and my something. mom, she needs another tummy tuck. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know what to do. See how much <laughs> money I'm saving around here? <laughs> Abba Zabba, you my only friend. Uh but last night we did an unboxing. And if you if you watch the YouTube channel, you'll see this come up in our next unboxing. But I ate a um one of those I did the Pocky one chip challenge. And uh it's the you know, the fucking it's a black chip from Satan's fucking asshole.
1: Yeah, it was and, it was like it was made from his gooch. Yeah, and it's it's the hottest thing that I've ever put in my mouth. And I mean that this time. Now, let's be honest. The hottest thing you ever put in your mouth was Craig Schieffer's wiener in the ninth grade. Come on. That's
2: that's what I was going to say. I, it, it's not like that time I lied to Craig. I Actually, I was going to say Greg. I was going to go with Greg. <laughs> Whatever funny. his name was. That's he had funny. a hot dick. <laughs> that's funny that you went with Craig. I was going to say Greg. But yeah, dude, I've been... Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I guess we should talk about it here since there's no after effect of the video. But man, you'll see the video what happened when I ate it. But afterwards... Last night, I woke up like four hours later with just the – dude, I've never felt pain like that in my stomach. I was butt naked on a toilet holding a trash can trying to puke and couldn't. It was the
1: – oh, my God. Dude, that was like the funniest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. I swear to God, I'm so happy I didn't do that shit. Oh, but I could only imagine you like I was telling Mike before we started recording. You know, like 1984 Terminator. He's either he was like Reese when he got sent back in time, and he's all in pain and shit. Like he's got smoke coming off of him because you're butt naked, or you're like, or you could take it like a man and stand up like Terminator. <laughs> in that little bubble
2: <laughs> yeah dude I felt like real. and then when felt... your
1: wife walks in and she's like knocking on the door it's like honey are you okay you're like fuck off asshole <laughs> I felt like the the
2: the bum the hobo that Reese takes his pants <laughs> he's like all right, that's my pants <laughs> <laughs> cause he's supposed to be a good guy but dude he's he, he he, a homeless person and stole Michael his Bean, fucking pants
1: when Michael Bean first comes back in time though dude and he falls onto the concrete butt naked and he goes ah <laughs> like is... because, like smoke and shit coming off him. That's probably what you fucking look like. <laughs> oh, dude, it, was, it was the
2: worst. It was the worst. But uh, anyways, I literally, dude. I I, did, I thought I was gonna die. I thought I was gonna die. It was so hot. Everything was so hot. It was my nipples were hot. It was bad. Cheers. Anyway, let's get into it. Uh, no, uh, we're not talking about any specific Halloween news today. Uh, that'll be for tomorrow. But today we are reviewing the Joker comic book, Joker Number One, uh, Joker Year of the Villain, uh, by John Carpenter and Anthony Birch, uh, that just came out. Uh, not direct Halloween news, but when the Lord of Darkness,
1: the Prince of Darkness himself, writes a fucking comic book about the Joker, you got to talk about it. When yeah, I mean it's just like what Jack Burton says. Yes, sir. The check is in the mail. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: Yeah, and, I, and how? First off, the cover's dope. I love the cover. I love the way Joker
1: looks. By the way, he's got a great look to him in this. The whole thing's illustrated really well. It can mm-hmm. go. You can use the uh, the comic book, like the very front cover of it. You can use it like as just a regular badass comic book cover, or it can it goes with the uh, like the October fall feel because it's like a horror kind of looking thing. I like it a lot. Yeah, it's very macabre. For sure. But that's – and that's what he I, does. I think, that's what, I think that's what Jared Leto looks like when he saw Joaquin Phoenix's performance. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh,
2: yeah, so in this one uh, – and by the way, if you, if you do want to read it and you haven't read it yet, you don't want anything spoiled for, for you, we'll talk about it for a few minutes without giving any direct spoilers. The only real spoiler, because it's just mainly the Joker's character, the only real spoiler you're going to get is what happens at the end. So we'll give a little warning if you want to click off and read it for yourself before we get to that point. But uh, it starts off with Joker. I believe he's in Arkham, right?
1: Yeah, uh, it's. I think he had just escaped Arkham with his uh, with this guy in tow, and then really the the entire comic book is taking place from the POV of the the one of the like a disturbed inmate that escapes with Joker from the from Arkham, and Joker just goes on a random rampage looking for corn dogs and shit. <laughs> well, he just goes. he goes. He goes through Gotham, and he you know he's doing his clown prince of crime shit and this guy's just following around with him and it's like those little thought bubbles and it's a narration through him saying like this illness that he's gotten that joker's the only one that understands what he's going through and that therefore he's going to follow him into eternity and shit like that he, he's basically one of joker's henchmen at this point
2: yeah and, and he's and he's actually a good guy in a sense because the re- the reason for him being there is it's one of those like yeah, he did something bad, but he almost had a good reason to do it. But he also happens to be mentally ill, and he was a mentally ill kid that was in a bad situation where I, nobody was there for him, and they made it worse on him. So he doesn't. They don't mention exactly what the guy has that's wrong with him. He just mentions that when you're mentally ill, you know, he's like sometimes you're in a situation and you need somebody to tell you when you're being wrong because you don't know. It's like it's not. It's like you don't know wrong or right. And they actually. And it, it, Very, very strangely timely. Um, Strangely enough, what I'm trying to say is that with the movie and the issues with mental illness that the movie dealt with, the comic book deals with them almost
1: the same way. Yeah, well, the guy, the main guy that's following around Joker in the comic book, um, he's a victim of years of abuse by his dad and shit, so therefore causing this break from reality at some point that he does something terrible and has uh, mental problems because of his abuse... And has wound up in in the Arkham Asylum. And again, he he feels that the Joker is the only one that has this unique v- version of craziness and embraces it in a way that he finds inspiring in his own dark, twisted nipple type of way. Oh yeah, the butthole tickles. Oh wow, it feels really <laughs> nice. I think I think that's it right there, though. And he mentions that in
2: the comic book too. He's like, at one point, he was like, "This guy's not like me. He's not like me. He enjoys this. He's he, evil." He, yeah, he, he doesn't think that he's actually crazy. Like he's just pure evil, like you said, which is very interesting when you talk about the fact that John Carpenter wrote this. <laughs> you know what I mean?
1: But, well, um, I think that in a way it almost reminded me of um, – like it almost felt like – I know it's not, and I'm sure John Carpenter will be goddamn sick to death of it. Fucking taints. Stop talking about it. But I mean probably in a way about Michael Myers in a way. Cause he's yeah. like, Michael Myers is this rageful beast that like, I almost feel like when I was reading the thought bubbles and the way that the guy was talking, not because Dr. Loomis was crazy, but almost like if he was describing what Michael is, yeah. and, uh, you know, and that Michael in some way or another, he, like, he is crazy and he is rage filled and he embrace. but you know, at the same time, he's like, maybe he's not just crazy. He's evil. Like maybe he does get a kick out of this. Like he plans things. Like Joker at one point even says he planned the at one point in the comic book something bad happens and he, when he's when the, the one guy's saying you're evil, you're not crazy, he's like, You planned this to make sure that you were gonna do this one thing later on. Like you had planned this all along. Yeah. Yeah, and, and you see – and at
2: one point, one of the most maniacal things the Joker does is he fucks over an entire group of people, which it's a comic book, so you have to suspend some belief, some belief because at one point uh, Enchantress, Enchantress makes an appearance, and he he's – they do this – I guess there's a little bit more spoilers in the story than I thought, actually. I, I keep wanting to talk about something and then running into a corner, Um So let me just go ahead and get this out of the way now a little bit. If you really don't want it spoiled for you, you might not want to listen any further. Um, Other than to say, we both think it's great and we both liked it a lot. I thought what they end up, let me go through the non spoiler stuff real quick. What they end up doing with the Joker's character, I thought was really cool. I thought. The Joker's the, the land of a thousand origin stories, which means you know nobody knows exactly where he comes from, which makes him so interesting that you can change things in his backstory and you can play with that. He's almost like a forever concurrent version of Marvel's What If. You can just do whatever you want to with him. As long as he ends up a crazy fucking nutbag, everything works out. And I think that's why there are so many different iterations of the Joker and they all seem to be great. Uh, and I think that this idea uh, of Joker, what Carpenter does with the twist at the end with Joker—it's really fucked up and deviant. And it, as crazy and wild as it is, it doesn't have to be forever canon. So it's fun. Well, to I, I do. I do
1: like the fact that John Carpenter wrote it in such a way that it showcases more of what the Joker is supposed to be. He's sociopathic. He's anarchist. He enjoys what he's doing. And he—you know—at some point, maybe he did have some kind of trauma that happened to him that caused him to be this way. But at this point, and what he is now, he is full on. Fully mighty morphed into the crazy, crazy town and he's not coming back anytime soon. And he likes it. That's the, like in his mind, in the Joker's mind and the way that Carpenter wrote it, as far as when the Joker's talking and when he's doing all this stuff, it's like his brain has already switched to the, this is reality, like this random crazy shit. I could shoot a fucking dog and then wear a, a, a goddamn coffee pot hat for no reason. I can do that because I don't have any rules. I like that. I like that John Carpenter wrote it that way.
2: Yeah, and, and and the main thing that he does and, and and like digs his heel in is on his obsession with Batman and why he has this obsession with Batman and it's real fucked.
1: Yeah, it's pretty nasty. Yeah, so uh, he wants okay. to do him with a batarang.
2: <laughs> so uh, we'll, we'll start going into a little bit of spoilers now. Uh, so uh, so if you guys haven't read the comic book and you don't want to have anything spoiled for you, please stop listening. But uh, what I was gonna say earlier was. One of the things that Joker does is he, he automatically has a fixation with Batman. When they break out and they go on their crime spree, there's that scene where he goes a uh, scene. You know what I mean? That frame where he go they go to the gas station and they're gonna rob the gas station, or whatever. And that fucking dude comes in. Like who was that again? Like I forgot the guy's name.
1: Oh, it was like the, the so, condiment king or some shit. Yeah, the condiment huh. king. Like f- some shit villain. That's like yeah. that's the that's the kind of shit, though, me and you would think was awesome. It's like, yeah, we're going to be superheroes, man. <laughs> we'll throw mustard and ketchup at people uh, and fucking onions. Yeah, he's like, I'm the mischief
2: of mayo uh, or some shit like that. I'm going to put some chili cheese on your crime, bitch. <laughs> but Joker kills him, and then... Holds up to the cash register, got dude. He holds up a Batman and Robert cost, Robin costume. Robert, I like and, Robert uh, too. I'm Robert's really a new one. man. I've, I've had barely any sleep. That that nacho chips got me fucked up. I'm rolling on fumes. But um, they he they dress I as dude, I Batman bet your fucking
1: Robin. bathroom smell like Chernobyl after that too.
2: Dude, it was rough. Like if you took out one of those like radiator things, that would be like beep 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 beep. beep. Um,
1: like, the runoff of that sewer water can create Ninja Turtles. It's so, it's so bad. <laughs> I got my own shit monster living
2: beneath me. But, uh, no, seriously, I'm pretty sure I left my spleen in there. I don't know what happened. It, um, you did. Oh, God, it hurts. It still hurts. Um, I'm having flashbacks. But, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, they dress as Batman and Robin, and they go out on the streets um, and start doing their crimes or whatever. And it's kind of weird because the the Joker – in his maniacal craziness gives it, I think the, the comic book almost takes its own dig at Batman because he just sees an old man walking his dog and he's like, something's wrong here. I don't, I don't like the looks of this. And like they go down there and start, you know, accosting him and, and attacking him or whatever, even though he's not doing anything wrong. I thought that that was a neat little dig at Batman for just like... Yeah,
1: actually, oh, uh, you read that, that, that panel wrong because that guy was doing a hundred things wrong. One of which, he was not carrying a doggy bag. And do not let your dog take a shit without cleaning it up. <laughs> are you fucking serious? And that was a it's, dirty, it's ugly dog. It's Gotham. It's I don't Gotham. care. It's Let's Gotham start City. sweeping the streets of Gotham. There are no rules. Give me that golden brush. <laughs> I will make this town livable again. No, yeah, well, he's doing that honestly. To, he's fucking crazy, dude. But this guy that's following him around, that's dressed up as Robin to his Batman, is so delusional and so so caught up in Joker's own craziness that he doesn't see that Joker's just manipulating him anyway yeah. to get him to do go along with this shit. See, that's another thing that that Joker is. He's he's a master manipulator. Like he he's not just sociopathic. He's also in his own way highly intelligent and knows how to manipulate people's emotions to get them to do what he wants them to do. That's exactly why in the, uh, mad love comic book where he gets Harley Quinn, who was a respected psychotherapist to join him and be obsessed with him.
2: Yeah. And he does that with the whole crowd of people here too, because when the Enchantress shows up, he's like, Oh, that's our number one nemesis boy. Uh, we're going to make her our villain. And then, um, the, he gets this, like, in like, and, 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 and one frame, he gets a whole group of people together and then eventually uses them to, he gives them, I think it was flowers, right? Yeah. He gives them flowers and the poison comes out of the flowers and kills all of them instantly just so Joker can escape. And that kid's like, wait, what the, did you just kill all those people? He's like, no, they're just sleeping. I'm like,
1: what? Don't worry about it, stupid fuck. Don't answer, don't ask questions. Yeah. You don't but know the answer. It, it shows how,
2: uh, how, uh manipulative the joker is for sure and then you get to the big scene which is the end it's not a very long comic book but no it's like it's probably like 40 something pages if that yeah the kid realizes that the joker is who he is like that he's killed all these people and he's not a good guy and it's kind of a cool scene because they go to jump across from one building to the to the next and the kid's like now's my chance and instead of jumping across he just falls down like he almost kills himself just trying to get away from the joker
1: and yeah, then, um, and, and well, then escapes. The the coolest part to me that was coming up after that scene is when you know it's a little bit earlier in the comic book. Uh, Joker had got this one guy to tell him you know how he wound up in, the, in Arkham, and and what you find out is that his dad had abused him multiple times, and then in a fit of rage after years of abuse, he had snapped and killed his dad with like a like a frying pan or some shit. I don't know. Yeah. Make me make me some eggs, bitch. He had done that, and then been sent to uh, Arkham and then he had been there for a long time but he was going to go back And after he realizes that Joker is insane and he's evil evil insane, insanely fucking evil uh, that he's going to go back to his mom and try to repair the damage that had been done in the relationship anyway when he gets there Joker's already waiting for him the whole idea being that Joker had planned this Like after this kid told his story Joker was like it's going to be funny to me to go and fuck with his mom Mm -hmm. and then I you know some things happen there. Joker, this is where it gets fucking weird. Yeah, jo- the guy jumps at Joker to save his mom and starts choking him. Joker takes off his ba- his fake ass Batman uh, mask and puts it on the guy. And while the guy's choking him, he's like harder. <laughs> Joker's like, do it harder, Batsy. Like, yeah. he didn't say Batsy, but he's, like, harder. And then the guy, like, pops, he's like, I didn't do that gay shit! Like, he jumps <laughs> off of him real quick. And then Joker's like, oh, too bad. He's like, because it's like it's his own fantasy or something, that he wanted Batman to choke him so hard. Like, it was, like, erotic to him. Yeah, yeah. So uh, then, then you realize a lot about the Joker. <laughs> that, was I, stu- I, that one what frame. I was say, yeah, well, what I was going to say, my favorite scene coming up, right after that, which we'll talk about that in a second, but right after that is when they recreate the Jason Todd death. Uh, if you guys remember Jason Todd, the the Robin, when uh, when Joker the Killing Joke, I think it was the Killing Joke. I can't remember. It was it was more the famous fucking when Joker took a crowbar and killed Robin. Yeah. One of the one of the Robins and beat the fuck out of him. And in this scene, this guy was wearing a cheap Halloween costume, but looked like Robin. And when Joker starts beating him with the uh, crowbar, he's like, "That's more like it," because he remembered what it was like to what he thought to kill Jason Todd. Which interestingly enough, Jason Todd became Red Hood. But uh, it was a bad. I love that scene. I, and it was like it, it's like I don't know if John Carpenter did his research on that. I'm like no, that was a badass fucking moment. And and just put it in there, or just randomly put it in there. but It was really awesome.
2: Yeah, it was really cool. And then uh, he mentions a lo- he he mentions that he's like, well, you know, he left him there. He's not going to kill him because this is pretty interesting that he wants this kid to. He's like, now if you could just do me a favor and just vow eternal uh, uh vengeance, uh, that would be great. It'll be fun to do this again to in ten years. Uh, And and then finish you off or whatever. Something that's out of context. Yeah, yeah. Those lines.
1: So when he graduated, yeah,
2: yeah. That's really cool because I think um, I think that's when maybe Joker is like creating these people to not only perpetuate this forever Batman thing, but I think he wants I think he wants someone he can do that to. You know what I'm saying? I think he he wants to create another Batman that that
1: he can beat, and not only beat, but apparently, fuck. He wants to have sex with your fucking batarang face. Take yeah. off your t- utility belt and show me your gas spray. Your bat <laughs> spray. <laughs> it's uh, a crazy idea, man. But
2: that one frame that like you said, like that, that one frame where he was like harder. I think everybody reading the comic book went, oh, my lens.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know there'd be somebody who's like, Joker ain't gay. <laughs> he is what he is. He, he's whatever he wants to be. But I mean, either way, that, that was makes pretty, perfect sense for it. It just right? it just shows it just shows it's not even to Joker, it's not even gay. Like to him. He, it transcends all that stuff it's not even physical it's like this legendary obsession that he has with batman yeah. like i don't know it, it's not it, it, like it's it maybe it is psychosexual in some way but otherwise it's more of like it's his yin to his yang kind of thing like he's just completely mind numbingly obsessed with with batman forever
2: yeah i think he and has I, 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 and I think he there was
1: it was, was like we're destined to do this always or some shit like a, I think he has
2: like
1: a fight yeah I think he has an obsession with Batman killing
2: him. I think I think it's more to do with that. And that, you know, Batman choking him. Obviously, obviously it's a sexual thing is the way that he said it. But I think it comes – it stems from his obsession with Batman being the one to kill him finally. And Batman won't do it because, you know, he's Batman. And he even mentions that earlier in the comic book. He's like, but remember, we have one rule, and that's that we don't kill anybody. You know? Well, that's um, a stupid rule. Can we amend that? <laughs> just for today. Please. Huh? But, uh, yeah, dude, I haven't actually bought a comic book just to read uh, straight up in a long time. So it's hard for me to, like, do a review for a comic book. But I'll say that – and it's it's also super weird to to, to watch – to read something from John Carpenter because I just feel like it, it should have its own score. Like, you should be able to press a button, like a try-me button on the comic book, and it should play the John Carpenter's score. You know what John Carpenter should do that would have been fucking cool as shit and genius is if he just wrote a score – to the comic book and yeah. released it on iTunes for you to listen to while you read
1: the comic book. That would have been a great idea. It'd be called wake me up before you go, go. <laughs> but yeah, well, yeah, I mean, and the thing about John Carpenter is, is I don't know, like I could be wrong, but I don't know if he's ever pinned a comic book. I know for a fact, I don't think he's ever done anything for DC or Marvel. Like this was the first time I think he'd ever done anything for them or uh... for, for a major comic book. I mean, he might've done a comic book before, but I don't think I've ever heard of it. Like, cause if, if John Carpenter had done a big, like a big comic book um, title for a big company like that. I, I would have thought it would have been more sought after, and people would have they, talked about it more. They did
2: a story uh, called Old Man Jack, uh, but it wasn't for DC. DC read that, and then DC got in touch with John Carpenter because they liked it. They asked him if he would do oh. it to the Joker, and uh, him and the dude said yes. And actually, the other dude, um, uh, Anthony Birch. He was a writer on uh, – because everybody knows that John Carpenter loves Gold State Warriors basketball and video games. But the other dude was a writer for Borderlands 2, the video game, and that's how John Carpenter heard about him. So that's how they started working together, which is pretty cool.
1: Well, I do know that after uh, – like I had like heard about this comic book. I don't remember. I think it was on Facebook or somebody posted something about it. But I do know that after this book was released, John Carpenter was interviewed, and it was talking about how, how much fun it was to do and, and, and to write for the Joker and yada, yada, yada. He he expressed interest to do either a one-off or or some kind of something related to Batman. Like he wants to do a Batman comic book and I was like, "Man, fucking give that man the goddamn pen and let him do it." Yeah. I no, would man. love to see I would love to see his take on Batman because you could just imagine like the dark twisted ways that he could write Batman and like how he deals with his own demons and and being like forever committed to eradicating crime. And, and and darkness in the city, but at the same time, constantly fighting the battle to not be consumed by it. Like, I that's... just think that it would be an amazing fucking opportunity to let him do it. Yeah, I, I, I'd
2: watch that guy do anything, man. I really would. By the way, they, they also worked together on a Big Trouble Little China comic book, which is pretty mm. cool. But, I mean, that's based off of his work, but... Yeah, man, I would love to see that. I should. I'd love to see John Carpenter direct a Batman movie. Holy shit, biscuits!
1: Well, we had that. We had that question about what would you rather see, and I, I said I, I went with Batman because you said, well, would you rather have John Carpenter come back to direct another Halloween film or like Halloween Ends or something, which would be fitting if he directed the last one, or yeah. would you rather have him do Batman? And I was like, I'm going with Batman, dude, because how? Because he's already done. He's already. He's already played around in the Halloween playground for years. As a consultant, he's done the directing. He's done mm-hmm. he's doing the scores. So to have him do something with Batman, like would be fucking oh my God. Tim Burton, suck a dick. Move aside, sir. <laughs> your your reign of darkness is over, Johnny Depp lover. <laughs> Edward Scissorhand fucker. But no, I mean I'm just saying, like, I, you imagine like imagine him being or or at least if he weren't directing it, being a, a co writer on the Matt Reeves Batman. Yeah, no, and, I would love using, it. And using, um, uh, oh my God, dude, I almost said Edward Furlong. What a fucked up Batman that'd be! Oh uh, yes, the the guy that they just cast, uh, uh, Robert Pattinson, like his Batman with John Carpenter co-writing the script with Matt Reeves, would hey, be, man. God, I. They are officially putting Catwoman in that shit. By
2: the way, I saw that she's in that Lenny Kravitz's daughter. I don't know. Uh, she's hot. I don't, man. I just, I'm. It's not, I'm sick of Catwoman. She's like, how many Batman characters have they never put in a film before? And we're going to go right back to fucking Catwoman again, though no one just did it.
1: Yeah, I would rather, you know, look, I know there are a lot of Catwoman fans and she's all right. Like, I don't mind her and stuff like that, but I never really got the. I really, I've just, I never got on the Catwoman uh, fucking boat before. Like, I mean, she's fun and she's cool and she's quirky, but her whole, like, I'm a good guy sometimes and I'm a bad guy other times, I don't know. It's like, fucking, you're a slut. Use a whore. All that she wants is another baby. So that's what she is. She's trying to get Batman, but she doesn't want Bruce Wayne. But then she wants Bruce Wayne. Then she doesn't want Batman. Then she wants them both. And then she's robbing somebody. It's like the worst girlfriend ever. It's like <laughs> the girlfriend you can't bring around your friends because you don't know what, she, what she's gonna fucking do.
2: Michelle Pfeiffer as Catwoman was fucking dope. That was a great Catwoman, and I think that's that's been the only good Catwoman on screen.
1: Mm. I like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I would say. Uh, yeah, probably. Definitely I, not Halle Berry. Oh, well, uh, don't let me forget. The, the, the original Catwoman, she was yeah, great. Yeah, she was great, yeah. But, well, the thing about Catwoman is, again, the character's okay. I just, I don't feel like she needs to always constantly be popping up in and around Batman and, like, causing this r- romantic sexual tension thing to go throughout. The- I just, I be, why? You don't need it. I just want to watch a cool Batman movie with, a, with a, a villain that hasn't been tried yet before. Like, Black Mask would be perfect. Yeah, like yeah. why don't you throw Black Mask in there or fucking uh, Victor Zazz or somebody like that? Like, or uh, shit, At this point, I'd sell it for Calendar Man. Like, I mean, because you've already got like Joaquin Phoenix Joker. Obviously, everybody wants to see that now in Matt Reeves' movie, but we're not even a hundred percent certain that that's ever going to happen. And no. he, you know, I just, I mean, and it's and Joker as being the one of the maybe the best villain ever in comic book history it's all yeah i get i understand why the appeal would be there but i mean dude there's also really cool other, i mean they can make a good penguin um the one that they used in arkham the arkham video games would be good but black Mask man i just think that he'd be such a fucking great villain or a fucking deathstroke man go with deathstroke
2: yeah there's there's a lot of people that they haven't done like on the big screen you know uh, just to go back to catwoman again who like you said isn't even a villain I think that's the problem. I don't think the catwoman the character is that pro like, uh, but it's it is kind of annoying how she's like always there but not a good guy, bad guy, whatever. It's not like this. I don't know. But like we already have our vigilante. It's Batman. You know what I mean? That's what that's what yeah. we're there for. Uh, I was kind of disappointed to hear that they're actually going that route again, but I'm maybe she'll do awesome. Who knows? But yeah, uh, so that is the uh, Joker comic book. Like I said, I don't read comic books anymore. Uh, I'll pick up a graphic novel every once in a while and 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 read the entire thing. I still love comic books. I just don't. It's too expensive to follow. That's for fucking oh, sure. Yeah. But um, to, to follow the concurrent stuff, but uh, so I can't really give the comic book a rating. But I will say I, f- I did feel a little bit of John Carpenter in there. I think he did leave his mark and I think it was a ballsy comic book. And I think it was an interesting one that changed things just enough for a little short comic book to be pretty damn interesting.
1: Yeah, I, had a, I, I thought it was a good time. I, I used to read comic books back then. I have a fucking boatload of that shit. I mean, I look like I, I still have all my comic books from when I read them. But I haven't honestly read a comic book. That This will probably be the first one since um, a week ago. Because <laughs> I, <laughs> I still read them online sometimes. Like comic books free online. I'll sometimes read those. But um, It's nice. Didn't it feel nice to kick back and read a comic book though? Yeah, I mean I had a good time reading it. Um, I, I actually took a dump while I was reading this comic book. And oh, that's the best place to do it. That's my comic book, man. Yeah, you're not, it's okay.
2: you're not supposed to poop when you read someone else's. There's hormones. only
1: one smear on the upper left corner on page oh, five. That was because it was a bad night. I, I, I was no, gonna get it PSA graded. Don't <laughs> do it now. Get it poop graded. That's what PSA stands for. Poop, <laughs> a, not, poop I'm Saturation I'm get, America. <laughs> I mean be 8.5 because it smells like Febreze. There's something wrong with this. Why does it smell like Lysol? <laughs> but uh but no, uh yeah, as a as a as a comic book, it's great. As his as John Carpenter's take on Joker, I thought it was solid. I mean, I, I like I think I still think the best take on Joker is the Killing Joke. I, I I still think that is like the best take I've ever seen on on Joker himself. But nonetheless, John Carpenter fucking did an amazing job with this, and I would love to see him. If that's you know if him saying he wants to do a Batman comic book, I would totally give it to him and let him try because I don't I don't think you're gonna go wrong with John Carpenter writing. Something like I mean it's it's a perfect setting for him. Like the, the Gotham City and DC and 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 that whole kind of depraved underbelly society that exists within Gotham with the with the contrast and the and 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 the uh, the other side of it being really lighthearted above ground and having this really dark underbelly, I feel like John Carpenter would have a fucking field day writing a, a Batman comic book. And not just that,
2: but where he's he's older and he's that's why he doesn't direct movies anymore because he's, he, he doesn't have it in him to go through all the hoops that it takes to direct a movie. It'd be a great medium for him to really jump into because you don't have to worry about anything. It's just art, you know? You don't have to worry about all this extra bullshit. Uh, so it'd be fun to see him delve more into that. I'd like to see him do like a crow, you know, I, anything. You name it. Like, I'd love to see his take on everything. He's such an interesting dude. Um, but yeah, someone... I love, it. I, love it. I love him
1: to do Judge Dredd. With Carl Urban. Yeah, dude. dude oh, that
2: would shit. be fucking awesome. Well, as a movie. But yeah. But um, I don't know, man. Yeah. Anybody who has ties to John Carpenter that's listening out there, ask him to make an accompanying score for his comic books because that could, yeah, that could yeah, start well, a whole I, I new look-
1: interactive experience. I listen to this little shitty podcast uh, that's probably got like five people listening to it at any given time. And they were saying that they think you're great and that you should totally abandon your career, your your, your uh, directing career, and fucking do only comic books. What he's do you not, say, John? He's, you he's stupid not, bitch. All right. Now now you're just not listening. A, that's
2: not what I said. B, there's at least six people listening. And C, C what I was saying was someone should tell him to make a, a music track to go with the Joker comic book. That would be a genius and idea. And D, and D, he's not directing de- it. He's he's not. He doesn't have a directing career anymore. He gave up directing.
1: And so suck e, a fucking dick, Choncho. And E, everybody says you shut up.
2: <laughs> yeah. F, you got me there. F you, F you. You fucking douche. Uh, anyway, yeah.
1: Anyways, we hope you guys enjoyed tonight's uh, daily fuck my face with an art bark. Um, yeah, we hope you guys aren't too offended at the fact that we didn't do anything related to Halloween necessarily, and we were just doing this comic book. But I mean, it's it's John Carpenter, so it is kind of d- related to Halloween. But it's a badass comic book, man. If you get the chance, yeah, it's a little steep on the price at four ninety nine on the issue, but it's worth it. It's a really good read, and I don't, I think that you'll get a kick out of it. Yeah, I like to kick you. I like to kick you in your. No, actually, I don't want to kick you. You probably give me herpes. Can't believe you read my comic while you pooped. Whatever, dude. You probably
2: read it while you pooped. I did. Okay, well,
1: <laughs> what are you bitching
2: about? <laughs> That's, I only know how to read in the bathroom. Uh, anyways, yeah, thank you guys for listening. We love your fucking faces, and we'll be back tomorrow with another one. Bye!
1: See ya!
2: I don't know how to end this. What is end wrong with now. me? I can't see straight with my brain powers. Harder! I- What are you going to do on October
1: 31st? What are you going to do on October 31st?
0: Here comes that white-faced fucker An asshole like no other He's a big old piece of shit Wants to stab your sister's tits Cause he's a white-faced fucker Loomis can't recover Dr. Challenge drunk again Sleeping with your sister's friends
1: Do you want to know about the darkness?
0: I said God God, damn you faggot! A lot of people don't know the darkness that goes inside their hearts. I said goddamn... you, Michael! Uh, uh, uh. What are you gonna do on October 31st? Well, raise your hand if you prefer frozen over fresh. Okay, I'm counting, let's see... <clears throat> Nobody. Then why do some places freeze their Cincinnati-style chill? At Gold Star, we'll never understand. Our chili is made fresh daily in small batches to ensure quality. And we use our original blend of 13 spices. Small batch chili is always meaty, never watery. Maybe that's because we don't freeze it and then thaw it. I mean, we're not monsters. Gold Star. Well, raise your hand if you prefer frozen over fresh. Okay, I'm counting. Let's see. <clears throat> Nobody. Then why do some places freeze their Cincinnati-style chili? At Gold Star, we'll never understand. Our chili is made fresh daily in small batches to ensure quality. And we use our original blend of 13 spices. Small batch chili is always meaty, never watery. Maybe that's because we don't freeze it and then thaw it. I mean, not monsters. Gold Star.